Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford, and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it, and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Anna Squelch worked in executive assistant roles in London, Sydney and New Zealand. She was nailing it, but she still found herself experiencing the all-too-common corporate burnout. Anna never thought there was another way to have a career and make money, but took a leap of faith and turned her side hustle into her full-time gig. After gaining certification from an institute in New York, Anna is now a holistic health and business coach, helping women find alignment in all areas of their lives. We are really lucky to have Anna share her very relatable and inspiring story on the Self Love Club podcast. Okay, Anna from Conscious World Wellness, how are you? I'm very well, Belle. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for um, joining us on the Self Love Club Sounds like a bit of a tongue twister to get out podcast, but I only just met you the other day and I'd heard a bit about you and I was like, we have to get you on because you're a you're an inspiring person, I think. Thank you very much. Well, this is my first podcast, so I'm very excited. Yeah, cool. Just Popping my cherry. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about yourself, Anna, and like what you do. So I'm a holistic health coach. Um, so I work with women, mainly women, uh, men as well, but mainly women on... Um, so not just their health, like not just the food and nutrition, but everything in their lives. So their finances, their career, their um, basically their overall fulfillment. Um, I actually went to see my spiritual healer yesterday and she said, you're a healer. You know, you help people really deeply heal. And that really resonated with me because that is what I want to do. I don't, I don't want to help them lose weight. I don't want to help them, you know, earn six figures. I just want to help them heal everything so that they can live a life of like purpose and fulfillment and happiness and ultimate health. Yeah, and we talk about that these days. You know, it's one of those sayings, live, live in my best life, but you mm. really actually are helping people live their best lives. That's it, yeah. Because, yeah. and I mean, they, we always say, you know, we are our best client. And so I'm just helping the people that I wish, or I'm being the person that I wish that I had access to two years ago when I was, you know, on this journey and on this quest to be living my best life, which I very much wasn't. Yeah. Um. So it's great to have yourself as your target audience, I guess. Yeah, totally. Now we'll go more into that soon as well. But like, you know, when people think about they want to live their best life and they're like, oh, if I do this one thing, it's all going to be great. But it really is about lots of little things, real not little things, but lots of things rather than being like, if I get a new job, everything's mm. going to be better and I'm going to be happy, which I think sometimes we think like sometimes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's very much an inside job. Like I constantly say happiness is an inside job and it's doing the personal development work. It's like having that relationship with yourself, like figuring out who you are, um, you know, put everything else to the side, put all the aesthetic stuff to the side all the monetary stuff and just figure out who you are and like what makes you tick. Mm. And then once you do that, do you suggest that you're able to, you know, everything else sort of works out? Is totally. that what you tell everyone to do? Yep. 
um, everything touches everything. So you, um, you know, you pick maybe not the low hanging fruit, but you pick over one thing that you know is going to impact every other area. So for me, it was, you know, getting my mental health and my emotional health um, in a really great state. And by virtue of that, you know, I picked up this amazing career and I met all these amazing friends and like everything else kind of started snowballing in my life. So it's picking that one thing. Yeah. And so how long have you been doing what you do now for? Because it's obviously you've done other things in the past. We'll Mm. go more into that. But how long have you been doing what you do now and how'd that all come about? So full time on Conscious World Wellness has been since April this year. So a few months. Well done. That's a big achievement. Yeah. But I um, started taking on my first coaching clients in October last year. So when I was six months into my um, certification, because I studied with a school in New York called the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Um, and I just knew, I mean, when I started studying that, I didn't know that I wanted to be a health coach. I didn't know what it needed to look like, but I knew that I had a passion for health and wellness and I knew that I wanted to help people and the rest just followed. So it's all worked like, I mean, that's a quick progression. Obviously a lot of hard work's gone into that, but that's, yep. you know, you've, you've trusted it. Was that a, was it a big leap of faith, you know, going, is this going to be my full-time job? Massive. Yeah. A massive leap of faith. Um, and that's with anything unknown, you know, you, you don't know what the risks are, but I had built my inner resilience to such a point that I knew that I could just do something and if it failed, fine, great lesson. If it went really well, awesome. So either way, it was going to be a success for me because I learned to see all of my opportunities and all of my growth and my failures anyway. So yeah, regardless. I think for a lot of us, we're all like, that sounds like such a great place to be. And if people aren't there yet, you know, how do you get to that point? Mm. Um, for me, it was investing, definitely investing in personal development. So I worked really closely with um, Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles, who are two incredible, um, you know, transformational coaches. And I'm now coaching for them as well, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, investing, like investing in personal development, um, reading a ton of books, listening to a ton of podcasts, um, and then just being a real sponge, like surrounding myself with the people that I wanted to be. Because, you know, they say, don't try and um, get advice from someone who hasn't been where you're trying to go. Um, And so just surrounding myself with those people and opening up myself and having that inner belief in myself that I could have everything that I wanted. Mm, Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, we have these dreams of what we want to achieve and things we want to do. But like, if you're not setting yourself up with the right like people around you or you're not going to be going there are you Mm. that's what I call creating the container so you're really creating that container that can hold everything it is that you want in in your life yeah and so if someone's at a starting point where they're like right they obviously they you know might need to come see you or a life coach or something what are your like what's your first steps and you know where do they go from there if they want to make amazing things happen and live their best life what do Mm. you suggest Um, Yeah, so definitely that coaching piece or that mentorship piece. So I do both one-on-one coaching and I do group coaching programs. So that's a group of women who, you know, they may not have the same issues. And I say that with, you know, air quotes, but um, they all identify that they're out of alignment somewhere in their life and they want that support. They want that accountability. Um, So I run those group coaching programs and that's a really great place to start. And it's a really scary thing because they think, oh, I'm going to be sharing my problems with other people and how are they going to perceive me? And, you know, I haven't even verbalized this myself. And um, But the transformation that comes through those programs is incredible. Um, so stepping forward into something that feels really scary is definitely the first step, which I would recommend. Um, very much easier to say than to yeah. actually do. Um, but, yeah, that investment piece, you get out what you put in. So yeah. the more you can invest in yourself, but as I say, finding that one person who can be your anchor and you can just turn to and kind of say, hey, 
I, I need to do this. I want some help. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, you, before you were doing this full time, you had another career, you know, you were doing really well at that. Tell us about that and what you used to do. Yeah, so um, I've had, I've worn a few different hats, but mainly for the past six or seven years, I've been an executive assistant working in corporate roles, um, both in, in London and in Sydney and here in Auckland. Um, so my most recent role was at a very busy media and PR agency um, here in Auckland, which is very um, linked in with with um, NZME and ZM. And um, yeah, so I was supporting the CEO there, a phenomenal woman, um, and the senior leadership team. So a the thing I love about executive assistant roles, they really teach you to think on your feet um, and to work with a variety of different management styles and people and demands. And it's a very dynamic environment. But at the end, that turned to be that came to be my kind of downfall because I was getting really um, stressed and, um, yeah, just burnt out. Mm. And I mean, like in anything, we can look at these things and be like, well, you know, being in those roles would have taught you so much, obviously, life experience and lessons you've learned to, which you can use now. But, you know, a lot of people say, you know, they were in that position, you know, a lot of stress, things dragging you down. Like mm. it's a completely, it's very, it's a very busy, hectic world, isn't it? Mm. But I didn't see any other way. You know, yeah. I grew up with this belief that you had to have a corporate job in order to be successful and to make money and, you know, to be seen as a success in front of the eyes of your family. And so I, I didn't know any other way, but it wasn't until I started on this personal development journey about a year and a half ago that I actually realised there is another way. You can follow your passion and you can make money from it and you can, you know, change lives and be mm. happy. So what did you study? Like, where did you grow up and, you know, where are you from? Yeah, so I grew up in Auckland. Um, so I went to high school here, Diocesan School for Girls. Nice. Um, I knew that I was never academic, you know. I, I just got by, but I was never going to be a high achiever or never kind of aiming towards being a lawyer or anything like that. Um, and so I left at the end of my sixth form year and went straight to AUT and studied hospitality management. I thought, oh, work in hotels um, and did that for a few years and it just wasn't for me you know mm. I, I wanted to be in service but I didn't want to be serving people I wanted mm. to be in a deeper service so helping people um, and yeah so that's where I grew up and then I lived actually in Sydney and London for eight years and so you know they say getting you know travel experience and overseas experience is, is worth more than any kind of university degree that you can get and it's the university of life right so yeah um, much of my growth came from that you know being so far away from family working with different cultures and in different environments god london is just, <laughs> is crazy compared to auckland yeah um, yeah it's, it's huge isn't it i mean i lived yeah. in melbourne for a little bit and i thought about the london thing but melbourne was hectic enough for me i was yeah. like no i don't think i'll do that yeah it's hectic but then they actually don't work as hard as us kiwis really yeah that's what i found oh my goodness mm. did you find it hard keeping up with that sort of energy over there yeah. or yeah and that's where um that's where my anxiety really mm. started um making itself known although i didn't know until a couple of years later that it was anxiety but that's where i started kind of feeling that frenetic like yeah. full body um <laughs> you know yeah i understand cuz i can relate like when i was in melbourne it was just like it's hectic. There's a there's a different feel in some places, aren't mm -hmm. isn't there? Mm -hmm. like New Zealand's so chill, especially everyone thinks Auckland's a big city, but mm -mm. like it's it is a big city in New Zealand, but it's compared to the world new. Yeah, and that's something to be aware of when you travel. Like every city holds a different energy, and sometimes mm. you need a little bit of time and a little bit of self care to like recalibrate to each yeah. city. Um, Bali for me is like my. You know, oh. oh, the most. I'm flying there tomorrow. Oh my goodness. Bali is like my haven. I yeah. just feel so calm there and so creative. And um, 
Yeah, very different to London. And LA. Yeah, it's hard to explain to people too when, you know, like, oh, the energy feels different mm, here. They're like, what do like, you what? mean? Like, you're crazy. It's like, no, but it does feel different in different places, especially if you're a person who picks up on that like yep. a lot of us do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what's happening in Bali? So I'm running uh, my second retreat. So that starts um, next weekend. It's a six-night retreat for women. Um, it's called Sunshine and Shavasana. Wow. Um, so a combination. Sounds so good. Yeah. There's still time, Belle. Oh. Um, it's a combination of yoga, meditation, um, eating beautiful food in Changu, um, surfing, um, and just really disconnecting to reconnect to ourselves. Um, you know, I really resonate with the um, overworked, overstressed, anxious kind of corporate career woman who never, you know, spends money on her own health and wellness and who never kind of takes these breaks. And that's the kind of woman that I want to invite on these retreats because, getting back to self-care and getting back to yourself, it's its actually a lot easier um, than people think and it's a lot more accessible and that's what I like my retreats to be. Mm. Um, so it's really just kind of an experience like soaking up the Changu culture. Um, and then for the rest of the time, I'm just kind of relaxing and working on the next phase of my business and coaching clients there. I'm lucky that I have a um, remote job and just, yeah, just soaking it all up. It's so good. Mm. I love how you're, you know, now that you're obviously in alignment and you're doing what you're meant to be doing, you seem so like calm about it all and Mm. like you just you don't have much fear about it which I really admire because it can be quite a scary thing taking that leap of faith like you have done so well done yeah thank you um and my whole thing has just been like gathering evidence along the way that I'm doing okay yeah like there's things aren't really going wrong and if they are like they're a beautiful lesson for me and you know I get great feedback from people and I have I'm surrounded by people who are so supportive and encouraging and I just have this deep inner belief that you know things are going to work out yeah I just always have so it's always but have you always had that belief in yourself yes I think so um it's certainly gotten a lot stronger over the last couple of years and that's it and that's from that journey of coming into alignment with Mm. things that really feel great because I spent a lot of my life just doing things you know being friends with people that didn't feel right and you know dating guys that weren't right and having a job that wasn't right and it's hard to um it's hard to know what your internal kind of barometer is telling you when you're so clouded and so mm. out of alignment. And so coming back into alignment, I now, like, I can feel a full body yes and I can feel a full body no. Yeah. How did you come about that? Was it a like a hard experience for you? Did anything major happen that was like, whoa, and then, you know, it, mm. they can be quite, those experiences and when it happens, it can be quite a yucky thing. Yeah, definitely. I went through a really um, hard breakup um, and that kind of spiraled into like a deep depression and um, that resulted in me moving back to New Zealand. So shifting my whole life and giving up everything that I'd kind of been thinking that I wanted for the past eight years in Australia and um, and just being in a really like rock bottom, you know, mm. people talk about rock bottom and I was um, sitting in my doctor's office telling the doctor that I wanted to kill myself um, and you know, moving back home and then having a panic attack and ending up in A&E and just um, this whole mental health journey. And and before that time, you know, mental health and emotional problems, that was something that happened to somebody else. That wasn't Mm. something that I would be impacted by. But um, the fact that it did happen to me, it really made me just assess everything in my life and just I never wanted to be in that state again. And so I, um, it was a daily, you know, practice. It became my job to get myself out of that hole. Yeah, and I guess with that's, you know, like a lot of people, when they go through something like that, yeah, you do never want to go there again. Mm. So you literally will do anything every day to make Mm -hmm. sure you don't. And I really admire people who do that because some people who don't, like that's the ones that, you know, Mm. they're just, you've just got to push through as like hard as, as that sounds, you know, like 
you can look after yourself on a daily basis with a lot of self-care and love, right? Mm. And I think that's why I do this work and I see so many women who are like on the brink, like they can, they're almost on the brink of about Mm. to, you know, I know exactly what they need to do to just kind of dig them out of that hole, but you often can't, um, you can't tell them. You just have to allow them to show, allow them to figure it out themselves. Yeah. And often can take something like a breakup or a major life change, obviously, to hit that breaking point and that rock bottom that we hear and that you've experienced. Um, and so, you know, from a lot of bad can come a lot of good. Mm. What did, what was the first things you did to get yourself feeling a lot better and in a way better space? Mm. Um, you know, for me, it was that vulnerability, like actually verbalizing what I was feeling. And that's not something I ever did, you know, growing up. I didn't talk about my feelings. I just kind of like, and I didn't allow myself to feel them. So, and, you know, so many of us are taught that, um, you know, sadness and anger and all of those kind of negative um, emotions are, are bad. Mm. And so we're not allowed to fully feel them. Um, and so learning that my emotions were okay and expressing that to people and confiding in people and saying, hey, I'm not okay. Like, I'm, and, Anxiety for me wasn't a shameful thing. It was something I started sharing about on my blog, like straight off the bat. Mm. Um, And that the response that I was getting from my readers and from, you know, strangers or whatever, um, that just kept me going and realizing that this was something that needed to be talked about. And so by healing others, I was healing myself. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, like I think I've had, you know, a lot of us have a similar upbringing where you're not, you're allowed to be open and honest, but you're not at the same Mm. time. Like I think it's it's a lot of, it was part of Kiwi culture, I think. Maybe mm-hmm. it's changing. I don't know, but like, yeah, it's um, it's a it's a big thing when mm-hmm. it does happen. And you sort of, I think, when you start sharing things, like you've said, you do really start to realize how common it is, mm. and how like you're trying to put on this big brave act for so long, and then once you be honest, everyone's like, yeah, me too. It's like, and you don't feel as alone anymore. Yeah, and you're like, wow, that was a weight <laughs> off my shoulder. I feel so much better. Yeah, oh, that's so good to hear. And so obviously you've got to the point you are now and doing everything so well. What are some of your personal self-care practices that you use on the regular to keep yourself feeling happy? Mm. Um, my biggest one would be saying no. So, and that was one I had to learn. Um, you know, it didn't come easy, but saying no to things that I didn't want to do. And saying no to people that were asking of things that I wasn't in a capacity to, pro- to provide. Um, you know, one of my big things is like giving too much of my energy mm. away and not keeping enough for myself. And so learning to say a no and not apologize for that no, not yeah. having to explain it, which women often do. Um, but just saying like, yeah, thanks, but not right now. Like I'm looking after myself right now and that doesn't, you know, feel good for me. Um, so saying no, definitely. Um Slowing down, like not putting so much on my plate. Um, And then obviously health and wellness is really important to me. So eating really nourishing food most of the time, but then allowing myself to to slip off a bit. Um, Nature, like I really resonate with nature and it's where I feel my most kind of calm and expansive. So trying to get out in nature as much as possible. And then yoga and meditation and lying on my Shakti mat. That's my my new obsession. They're so good. I actually am naughty. I haven't been on mine in a little while, but I need to get back on it because I was doing it every night and it's so good. Yeah. So no more office shoulders for me. You know, I had eight years worth of office shoulders and now it's not a thing anymore. So how, like, what do you, what do you work in? What do you, where do you work? Where do you do your work? Anywhere you want, really. Anywhere I want. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've recognized now after spending, you know, eight hours a day for eight years on a computer, Mm. um, if I spend any more than one hour, straight at the moment I start getting really fuzzy headed and cort- wow. cortisol like my cortisol rises and so I just make sure that I will do an hour of work and then go away and do something else 
Um, but because I've been on the road for the last two and a half months, often that's been in cafes or it's been, yeah. um, you know, doing coaching calls from somewhere or like face-to-face um, coaching sessions. And yeah, I'm really blessed in this work that I'm not kind of tied to a desk anymore. Yeah, it's so exciting. Mm. Um, now, if you know, people are talking about self-love a lot these days and self-care, and I guess it's becoming one of those things that we're learning more and more about, even though it's like really normal, simple practices that we've mm. just kind of obviously forgotten about because we're just so, so complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your top self-care tips? That's what works for you, but for anyone else, is there anything that you share with your clients that you're like, this is what, you know, like obviously everyone needs to work out what works for them, but some of your top tips you share? Yeah. So again, going back to my favorite one is like learning how to say no and being okay with it. Um, so a lot of the work that I do is around empowering women, like empowering women to be able to decide what's right for them. Um, so that one and just taking lots of like stillness, having a minimum of 15 minutes of stillness and space every day in your diary where you just either sit and meditate or you just sit in silence, look at nature, whatever it is. Um, cause often in those s- spots of stillness, that's where we get our best ideas, right? Like mm, in the shower, we always yeah. get our best ideas driving. Um, so creating lots of s- stillness in the life, in your life. Mine, my top self-care things, um, are not things that are paid. So they're all the things that we can access for free. So mm. breathing, nature, um, sleep, water, um, and then just positive thoughts, like thinking positively. Yeah. It's so powerful. I've been doing like positive affirmations each mm. morning. Like there's so many guided ones on um, like YouTube and things. Yeah. But like, people, I remember when I first started doing them years ago, I just thought that was so weird. I was mm. like, this is so strange. But now I'm like, no, these are amazing. They work. They so do. Because yeah. like sometimes if you, you know, not feeling great or it's hard to tell that stuff to yourself. So if someone else is doing it and then you just repeat it, you're mm. like, okay, cool. We got this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that whole like speaking things into existence piece. Like we're not going to get something if we just think it in our head. We're yeah. more likely to get it if we write it down, but we're even more likely to get it if we write it down and then speak those affirmations into existence. Totally. I feel like you'll be all about manifesting then. Well. Do you write down what you want to manifest or not, not so much? Not really. You know, the bad thing about me is that I know exactly what to tell my clients to do, but I don't do it myself. So that's something <laughs> that I'm, cur- I'm currently working on. No. Um, but yeah, I certainly believe in the power of, um, you know, certainly thinking about what it is I want. I will set aside like a day a year where I'll go hard on my... Yeah, um, like goal setting. Yeah, but now actually I've just introduced um, with our mutual friend Romy. Yes. Um, we're taking one day a month, which we call CEO Day. And I saw that. Yeah, you got to join us. Yeah, because you're both girl bosses running your own businesses and like just being amazing at life. And so now you do it. You do a day together. It was the most productive we have both been in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't entirely structured, but a structured one would look like um, sitting down and kind of reflecting on what went really well the past month. And then what didn't go so well? What were the great lessons? And then what's our intention for the month coming forward? What do we want to achieve? What do yeah. we want to feel? Who do we want to be? Um, so that's a really beautiful, um, you know, practice that anyone, whether they're a CEO or not, they can have in their life. Yeah, definitely. And I think especially with women like you that are working for yourselves, your own business, um, and, you know, like this is a new business for you. It, you know, it's good to do that stuff because it must be pretty hard working like after working in such a corporate environment with a lot of people all the time. Now you work for yourself, which is your dream, but mm. like it must be a big change. Yeah, there's no stationery. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I steal pens from now? <laughs> there's no snacks. There's no coffee machine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a massive change. But you know what? People keep asking me. I'm about three months out of that life right now. And people keep saying, oh, do you miss it? And I'm like, absolutely not. Mm. For me, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. You know, there's certain aspects of it that I miss, but 
I don't believe in holding on to something that no longer served me. And, and totally. that was that phase of my life. And now I'm in the new one and I, it deserves my full presence. Yeah. And so how do you, you know, how do you motivate yourself and how do you structure your days? Mm. Yeah. Um, again, not so well at the moment, um, having been shifting around for the last three months, um, traveling a bit, but an ideal day would be kind of waking up pretty early. Um, I'm, I'm a morning person. So my best ideas tend to kind of come right in the morning and right at night, not in the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dog's breakfast. I tell but, um, you, I know, I know, yeah. Yeah, I, um, because, yeah, because I have that corporate background, I have a lot of like systems in place. So I love using Trello. Um, Trello is an awesome um, website and app for curating ideas and collaborating on projects with people. Um, yeah, I just, I guess I just kind of check my Trello board and I see what's really needing to be done, what the priorities are. Um, but I'm a bit of a last minute lady. So I'm trying to get out of that habit right now and be a bit more um, proactive and plan things, yeah. which is what I'll be doing in Bali. Because it can be really hard when there's a lot going on in the now mm. and then you have to think about the future as well. Mm. Like it can be hard to do all your work and then also future plan as well, especially mm. when there's one of you, you know what I mean? Yep. And not because I've never done this before, this is new territory, not really knowing what I should be doing, but I try not to have shoulds in my life, mm. but not entirely knowing what the priorities are, but I just go with my gut. I just do what feels right and what yeah. I want to do. As soon as you start to push something, it just is totally out of alignment. Mm, that's a good one. So this all started, you went to, um, you went to, you trained in being a life coach, mm. but you also, it sounds like you had a blog in the past. So it's all just mm. been little bits and pieces over your life that's led you to now. Yeah. So the blog actually started the same month that I started my training. So, um, Again, I did a, um, it's called Certificate of Integrative Nutrition, basically, but it's life coaching yeah. to me. Um, and yeah, I just started my blog then because I just do everything at once, right? Before I, before my brain gets time to go, oh, Anna, is this a good idea? No, like, that's good. That's how they say yeah. you should be. Even I, though like sometimes being an impulsive person, you're yeah. like, oh, it's really bad. But No, I oh, act well. first, think later. <laughs> um, and so I started this website and I just really loved putting the website together. Like I'm an Aquarius, I'm really creative and I love doing the graphics and all of that kind of stuff. And then I discovered that I actually really loved writing as well. Mm. So it was a real catharsis for me and my process to be blogging about exactly what I was going through. Um, and yeah, I'm not doing so much now, but I'm not trying to say, you know, Anna, you should be doing more blogging because mm. it will come when I, when I create that space. Um, but I love the blog and so many people connect with it and resonate with the stories that I was sharing. Um, and that's something that will certainly continue. Yeah. I like how you don't put so much pressure on yourself. I've started a blog this year as well. And I sort of have found myself get into a point because I was posting every week. Mm. And while you're still working full time doing other bits and pieces, other projects, it can be really hard. And mm. I've kept it all up. But then this week I was just like, I found myself being like, oh, you ha you haven't met your deadline. But it's like, it's only your deadline. Totally. Nobody else no notices. No one else notices or cares. <laughs> like, stop being so hard on yourself. Yeah. You're not that popular that people no. are miss your blog. They're like, oh my God, she didn't post that night. Oh, yeah. oh, no, she must be dead. <laughs> yeah, it's just I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially oh, when you're always. a person like yourself that has a lot, like has a lot of projects on the go and a lot of things you want to achieve. Mm. But I really admire how you, yeah, you don't put that pressure. I mean, I'm sure you put pressure on yourself, but you seem to like have it under control, which yeah, I quite like. Definitely, yeah, yeah. How do you get? How do you do that? How do I do that? Um, again, it's just been a practice, and it's hard for me to verbalize mm. because it's now just something that's kind of ingrained in me, but. Yeah. If you knew me two years ago, it was, you know, not this way. 
Um, so, and that's the thing with habits, right? Is like doing something over and over. It just becomes your your norm, and you don't know any different. And so, um, again, just gathering evidence that I was doing okay, yeah, and like things were really going great, and having people around me that would give me that feedback, and also learning to take um, constructive feedback as well, which is something that I've had along my journey, and learning um, not to make that mean something. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I think people like, you know, sometimes you can be in a bad space like you have and like a lot of us have and you kind of forget that things can get good really quickly. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you say you wouldn't, you know, you're a different person two years ago. Would you have ever thought back then, like obviously you're a positive person, would Mm. you ever thought you would be where you are now and you'd be living your best life? No chance. No chance. I, I thought, you know, I'd reached a point where I was like, this is it. Like, mm. this is as good as it's going to get, and it wasn't good. Um, I thought, I'm just never going to get married. I'm never going to have the friends around me that I really want um, to have. And that's that's called a fixed mindset, right? So if you know Carol Dweck in her book um, called Mindset, there's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Mm. I had a very fixed mindset. I thought, this is my lot. You know, I'm just not – I did the classic, I've got no hobbies. I'm just not passionate about anything. Mm. I just, you know, people – I've got nothing important to say. Um I was just, I was my own worst enemy and I had yeah. that really fixed mindset. And so um, doing all the personal development work that I did, it brought me into that growth mindset. And now, as I said earlier, my failures are now lessons and opportunities and I see the negative and turn it into the positive. Mm. And it doesn't mean that I'm like happy clapping around singing Kumbaya every day. There's days <laughs> where I, like, you know, I am my own worst enemy again, but I know that it will pass. I have that mm. innate belief that whatever I'm feeling, you know, emotions are just energy in motion and they just pass if we allow them to. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, that's pretty powerful stuff. I think a lot of people, you know, sometimes you do think, yeah, you just think this is it. And I, I think especially in our mindset, our society, you know, you're sort of, there's these expectations that, you know, you, as a woman, I think a lot of us can relate to it. You know, you, you're meant to, you know, meet someone, get a have a good career, mm. you know, get married, have babies. We see everyone else doing it. And if you're single and you're whatever age for a woman, because, you know, as you get older, you're like, oh, is this ever going to happen? Mm. Like, you know, like relationships don't work out or they do work out. You know, it's hard. Mm. It's a hard, like it's, I think a lot of it's like social pressures, but pressures we put on ourselves as well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a life coach once said to me, you know, become, because my biggest fear was never having a husband, never having children. Mm. And she said, be, become okay with the idea of not having that thing, mm. you know, release the pressure on it. And so that's something that I did. And now I'm like, I actually don't care if I don't have kids and I don't care if I don't have a yeah. husband. Like it would be a bonus. But for me, a relationship is about like becoming completely whole and content and happy in myself. And then having a partner would be a bonus on yeah. top of that. I don't need a partner to get something from them. Mm. Um. I think, no, that's so relatable because mm. I feel like a lot of women, I know myself, I've been there, like, you know, that's something we do struggle with sometimes mm. in this world where we're supposed to get married and have children and you're getting closer to whatever age where you're, in your mind, you're like, mm-hmm. I should be doing that by now. Yeah. But you're right, like, not being afraid of it anymore because if you're bringing fear into it, you're not going to attract it anyway. So, mm. like, you're kind of, like, sabotaging it for yourself. Totally, yeah. You don't, yeah, there's this saying, you don't get what you want, you get what you are. Mm. And so for me, it's all about becoming that person who I would want to attract into yeah. my life. Um, because then, you know, not to get too woo-woo, but, you know, the law of universal attraction and um, 
all that kind of stuff, you attract in exactly what it is that you're putting out into the universe. Yeah, we can totally get woo-woo. That's cool. Like, it's fine. <laughs> is that this kind of podcast? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, a little bit. Some like, you know, some spir- – I've had some uh, – I actually had our – we actually share a heel. I've had her oh, on already. Oh, beautiful. I've, I re- I've recorded an interview with her, yeah. I had the best so session got, with her yesterday. Oh, man, oh, isn't she amazing? Oh, God. Love. Talking about Gaia, which uh, yeah, you'll be able to hear on the Self Love Club as well. But yeah, um, yeah no, def- definitely. We're all, I'm all about that stuff as well. Like mm. it's a mixture of, you know, I mean, it's all part of us. It's mm. not like we're like we're going to be serious, and then you know, it's all in there somewhere. Yep, and balancing it all out. Yep, it's not what we do; it's who we are. The other thing I was going to touch on was like this whole Instagram effect, right? Yes. How, and how detrimental Instagram totally. is to our mindset and yep. to our um, feeling of not enoughness, and so. You know, if you're someone that does feel like you scroll through Instagram and you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, then set yourself a boundary and don't do that. Or start to unfollow people that um, make you feel really shitty or mm. less than. Um, and that's something that I did. And we are the curators of our own Instagram and mm. Facebook feeds, right? And so yeah. that's another act of self-love is like only surrounding yourself and your environment with things that light you up. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like not feeling you've only got a certain amount of time and energy and it's like if you're filling that with energy that's not important, things mm-hmm. that are not making you feel good, you're wasting your life. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, I'm the same. You know, unfollow unfollow accounts if they make you feel crappy or mm-hmm. too many fitness accounts or whatever. It's like, you know, you don't always feel bad about yourself. Yeah, like a wound will never heal if you keep <laughs> scratching the itch, I think the saying is. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. No, social media plays a big part these days because we sort of live by it. You know, like we all post on it, we're all watching it and we know what everyone else is up to. Like it's got really good things, but mm. it can be detrimental to our mental health mm. and like it's setting up like little boundaries for yourself with it isn't it yeah you know yeah and when you're in that space and you're feeling ve- really vulnerable one day because maybe you're at a certain point of your cycle or whatever it is then limit your exposure yeah. during those few days so mm. yeah and that's that's part of becoming aware of like who you are and what you know what you're feeling day to day definitely what have been some of your highlights in your girl boss Sort of experience. I call you are a girl boss, Anna. Oh, thanks. What have been some of your highlights in your life, career, oh amazingness? Oh wow, so many highlights. Well, last year I got interviewed on the radio, which was Woo-hoo. exciting, um, and that was um, that was ahead of our um, event, Anxiety Anonymous, which we had the first one. I'd last heard week. about that. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal, actually. Yeah, um, well done. Yeah, it was, so you put that together or help put that together? Yeah, with a couple of girlfriends. We all used to work in the same media agency and were all suffering from various, um, you know, types of anxiety and um, bonded over our love of wellness and um, mm. put these events together just because we saw a real gap in the. Um, you know, there's so many wellness events that you can go to right now, but do you go home feeling like lit up and like you'd learned something and like mm. you were vulnerable? And so these events are really about like, um, you know, talking about anxiety of us and removing that stigma, you know, it's something that affects so many of us. Mm-hmm. And so being able to share our stories really lightheartedly, um, but also giving some practical tips as well. So that was a massive highlight, um, that event actually. Um, do you still have more of those events coming up? Yep, October oh, and November. Oh, I want to come. That yeah. sounds really cool. Yeah, you'll definitely be there. Yeah, I just think like, you know, anxiety is something that a lot of us deal with or have. And like, I think in the world we live in too, you see it more and more and more. I mean, maybe we mm. already had it, but it's a full on world at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very stimulating. There's a lot of pressure. Yep. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So yeah, it's something that people are, are talking about, which is good because- mm. Otherwise, it's not like it's not fun doing it on your own, is it? It's not fun, Mm. no. And it's the millennial curse, right? Just wanting everything immediately and um, 
<laughs> yeah, but back to happier stuff. Um, highlight- <laughs> I love how you do that. You're like, yeah. back to happier times. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> um, yeah, other highlights. I mean, having a two sold-out Bali retreats now, having a sold-out group coaching program, like just, you know, and that – how can I how can I have fear about what I'm doing when I have those yeah. facts and that information around me, you know? So um, really stopping and celebrating those successes along the way. It doesn't mean that everything's gone perfectly, um, but I never would want it to. So, yeah. um, and just, oh my God, the the friendship circle that I have, that is like a massive highlight. That's something that I've got. You've got some cool friends. I've, I've met a couple of them. So now. many cool friends. I came to one of your circles the other yes. day. Yes. Yeah. So, so many highlights, you know. Yeah. And so, d- through doing all this stuff and, and, and where you are, you've met these amazing people. Yeah. It puts you in touch with the right people that you need around you. Yep. And I've also had to cut friends who were not serving me, and that's been really hard, but mm. it's also um, doing that has cr- created these new friendships. It's yeah. created that space in my life to call that in. I know I've had friends as well, and with myself, when you do have friendships that may end or just not end, but you just when you get to a different point in your life, and it happens to everyone, things just don't really flow with that mm. person. You don't maybe have as much in common with them anymore. It's just, yeah, the friendship seems a bit different. It can be really hard for people, you know, to have, when you're growing up, you're like, well, they're, they're meant to be my friend forever. Yeah, yep. It's a really hard thing for people to go through, isn't it? Totally. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, they were my bridesmaids, so I better keep being friends with yeah. them. But no, that's, again, is saying no to things that don't serve you. Yeah, and so that's that's one of your big things, isn't it? Yeah. And you tell your clients. Big time. Yeah, just say no to things. Because I know as women we are... Um, you know, we find that really hard. We don't want to upset people. We oh, are yeah, people totally. pleasers inherently. We don't like confrontation. Um, and But often we project what we think their response will be onto them. So we don't actually know what their response is going to be. Right. Um, but we've already made up in our head what that is. And so law of attraction, we've attracted that into our experience by projecting that onto that person. So mm. we can never know how someone's going to react. And we can't control that. Yeah. Law of attraction as well is a biggie because, you know, they say you attract what you, you you know, bring in, what you attract and everything. And if you are not in a good space or things aren't quite working out, you probably may be bringing in the wrong guys mm-hmm. or the wrong friends or the wrong anything, you know. so Totally. So you, your advice is to get everything in line and that sort of works out? Yeah, totally. Yeah, for me, I, you know, I was not attracting in men because I had such a warped view of men and, you know, I just – thought that they were, you know, all cheaters or whatever it was. Mm. And so I was attracting in cheaters. And yeah. you also attract in parts of yourself that you haven't yet healed. So I was attracting in the single dad of the four-year-old. And, you know, my dad left when I was five. So Aww. you attract in those things that you yeah. have are yet to heal. And it's so interesting when you have this consciousness and this awareness, you start going, oh, my God, that's why I did that. Yeah, <sighs> I know. And mm. it's also like, I don't know about you, but in those moments, you're like, even though maybe you know you're semi doing it or you know there's something to work through, mm. you like freak out a little bit because you're like, I'm never going to be happy because I'm self, I feel like you feel like you're self-sabotaging without meaning to. You're like, I'm never going to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. You can fix it. Absolutely. Just change your mindset. Okay. See people, change mm-hmm. your mindset, live your best life. Yeah. Um, what are what's your advice to other women who, like yourself, are, you know, trying to be girl boss or they are girl bosses, they're not trying to be. <laughs> they are girl bosses, they have like a business, they're hustling on the side or a project or things they're doing. What is your advice to them to be able to get to a point where you are now, where you're doing your dream full time? Mm-hmm. How do they get there? Um Action, honestly, it's aligned, committed action. You can think as much as you want and you can follow the right people, do all the courses, read all the books, but if you're not taking action, then you're not going to get anywhere. Um, So it's taking that aligned, committed action, even if it feels really scary, even if you don't know what you're doing, 
um, asking for support and just trying things. Like, as I said, I just threw things out there and tried them. And, you know, if they fell over, great lesson. Try something else. Mm. Um, so just having that inner confidence that you know what's right. Yeah. And just let it be, right? Yeah, totally. What's the worst that can happen? You know, <laughs> life is a game. It's actually really fun. I love how brave you are. Like, that's so cool. It's so cool. You with don't certain things. With, yeah, with certain things. You're like, I can do this. I'm a boss. Yeah. Aww. Jumping out of a plan? Definitely not. Oh, you should do it. I got um, kind of not bullied, but like I, I had to do it one time. It's pretty scary, but yeah. it was. I definitely recommend doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no? Like, no, sorry, we don't need you right now. <laughs> or like going up to a guy on the street and telling him he's cute and asking for his number. Oh, never. God, no, no. Never. You don't do that. Well, like you could, I don't know, maybe you could tell them, but it's not really how we do things, is it? No. Yeah. So there's certain things that I'm afraid of still. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Maybe we should, should we go out on the street and then Anna, Let's try you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got some pretty cool things coming up, your retreats, you know, you're seeing clients and things. What other things have you got planned or what things are you wanting to make happen for mm. yourself? So I actually decided this week that I really want to write a book. Ooh. Yeah. So Bali is going to be a great space to do that, obviously, because it's so such a creative energy in Bali and um, I'll have so much space and, you know, freedom and my crazy dogs won't be running around. And um, yeah, so writing a book, I would love to do that. I would love to launch more um, group coaching programs. And our beautiful friend Gaia told me yesterday that she thought that I should do a retreat in Hawaii. So yeah, I'm planning all of my events for next year at the moment and they'll be up on my website very soon. Yay. So I don't really know what that will look like, but just being open to the possibilities. Yeah, and your website mm. is? We'll put it on all this, but... It is www.consciousworldwellness.com. Yeah. Bit of a tricky one to spell, but we'll put it up there. Yeah, conscious can be a hard word mm. to spell, can't it? But, mm-hmm. you know, once you learn, then you know, don't yeah, you? that's it. That's so cool, though, because, I mean, travel's been a big part of your life and now you get to travel to beautiful places for your work. Is that sort of a dream come true for you? Yeah, I mean, that's how I set it up. You know, <laughs> You're I, like, I, I want to travel. <laughs> I was like, where do I want to be? Bali. Okay, well, I need to earn some income while I'm there. What will I do? Okay, run a retreat. So I kind of set up my work to cater to my life mm-hmm. rather than the other way around, which is what most people do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, traveling and living out of a suitcase all the time, it still it comes with its own pitfalls as well. But um, do you have a home base in Auckland? Yes, my mum's house at the oh, moment. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, identifying what your values are and, and my two highest ones were like, um, well, three highest were, um, travel, freedom and communication. So like traveling, freedom, they kind of go hand Mm -hmm. in hand, right? So that's what I base my life around. Yeah. I think a lot of people these days, you know, travel is what we're seeing everyone talking about or sharing on Instagram, Mm. all those travel grams. So to be able to actually do what you're doing and travel and go to the places, that's quite amazing. Mm. That's a dream come true for a lot of people. Yeah, but travelling with a purpose. Totally, rather than just travelling because you're travelling. Yeah, you're actually, to get the Instagram shot. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but then you can get that too, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> Give and take. Oh, that's so cool. So how long will you be in Bali for? Two months. Oh, wow. That's, so you're able to work over there for mm. that amount of time. Yeah, I mean, Bali is just full of like entrepreneurs and digital nomads. That's what they call us. Um, yeah, and I mean, so have you done like time over there, like extended time before? Yeah, so I did a month um, in May just after my last retreat. Um, yeah, and I just I just know that it will work out. Yay. Yeah. Go you, that's so cool. Yeah, and then I'm looking forward to being back here towards the end of the year and spending summer here and doing yes. some really cool events. Oh, cool. Yeah. I can't wait to hear more about those. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. A special thanks to Nick Baldwin, our audio engineer. 
Please subscribe for more episodes. We have some super empowering girl bosses coming up. To find out more about the Self Love Club for resources and blog posts, check out my website, bellcrawford.com, and you can follow me at bellcrawford on Instagram and Facebook. Catch you soon, babes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.